Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning. Am I your host of the Windermere Coaching Minute? This is our weekly uh, podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who are bringing creative ideas, power strategies, and success, successful routines to light. And each episode, we talk to a real estate professional uh, to learn what they have done that allow them to be better at what they do and to get better work-life balance. And today, I'm excited to have Eric Dordal with us. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great, Michael. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Hey, my pleasure. So for our listeners, Eric, I just want to give them a little background on kind of uh, how you and I kind of started talking about having you on the podcast. But um, Eric and I ran into each other at a, an event in Spokane, which is where Eric hangs his license with the Citigroup, Windermere Citigroup. And Eric, you've been in the business 17 years, right? Correct. Yeah, 17 years. So you've seen uh, a lot of different uh, dynamics when it comes to real estate. Yeah, yeah. Seen the markets changing. And, you know, I, when I got in, it was definitely, you know, the the 08 sort of whatever crash, so to speak, um, and kind of built my business in that environment which was honestly probably the best thing that happened to me but um yeah so i've seen it go from there to you know the the hyper seller markets and and everything in between right and then and you've been with windermere specifically in spokane uh for eight years right yes correct yeah yep. so eric, so eric and i were talking and uh it wasn't so much eric as it was the people standing around you that said oh my gosh you got to talk to eric because we were t- we were having a conversation about balance and about process and standardizing so we can optimize and they uh, there was like three or four people that pointed at eric and said well you got to talk to eric because uh you know eric uh he is dialed in with his process and you've got four kids 10 ages 10 to 17 and um you also uh spent some time playing well college basketball but then pro basketball specifically in germany but they all kind of pointed you and said uh, Eric's got it dialed in. So I said, I want to know more about this. So today uh, I'm excited to have Eric on because we're going to talk about a little bit about what he does in order to stay on top of his game and uh, get it dialed in. And you said you had some, uh, you were having success, but then you really hit some things that allowed you to have exponential growth, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, you know, uh, to kind of back up and give you a little more background, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a ninja uh ninja guy right so right. like when I first started i i've been to fort collins when i was about a year in the business and i it just was perfect for me right i loved all the philosophies of it and so it was something that and i've been to like a couple you know, a couple of your installations a couple of um you know larry kendall and things like that so i've been through a lot of the training and it's always good to get the refreshers but um uh so learning the system and having things systematized is something I have to kind of discipline myself to do. Mm-hmm. And 
think some of it is kind of from, you know, playing basketball and and thinking, oh, I got to practice this, practice these shots, these moves, you know, and because I know where I want to go, right? So you right. kind of start with that goal and then you figure out what are the things I need to do to sort of get there, right? So so I've I always had that part, um, I guess, innate in me. And I and I very much um it it made sense that I that I would want to follow something like that. Um, but specifically in the last couple of years, I'll tell you, um, there was a lot of stuff I learned uh, kind of with the pandemic, just sort of being able to get really introspective and really kind of doing a deep dive and gaining a huge awareness on the internal processes that happen, um, like within each of us, right? Just right. about emotionally and, um, you know, spiritually or whatever, um, basically where, you know, and this is kind of like probably my biggest epiphany is where I would start becoming aware of the things that were sort of dragging me down. And I would call it, and this happens a lot in our business. It's, it's kind of like an emotional interference, yeah. right? It's like, there's, there's fears, there's, um, you know, negative thoughts, negative energy, um, you know, whatever it is. Right. But a lot of, a lot of times it is fear. It's like, it's fear that, you know, the market's bad or, I'm not going to be able to do this and or I'm not going to be able to make enough to feed my family, support my family. Or when I first hired an assistant, you know, it's like, there's this, I got to pay this person, you know, and I'm committed. And what if I can't pay them? What if I can't pay them? Right. And so, you know, all these things and, and really what they do is they get in the way of your ultimate outcome and they're not really necessary, but we're sort of programmed and conditioned that, that they are right. Yep. That it's, it's kind of what it is. So, um, so that's been a huge thing for me. And it's been so um, it's just been really eye-opening to 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 uncover these things that that I didn't even wasn't even aware of that I was doing. You know, I've always been a hard worker, but one thing I, I found is that you know, every year when stuff would get busy, I would kind of do these crash and burn cycles. Yeah. Right. Go, go, go. And I'm just like, and I and I care so much about my clients and, and of course my family. So that's like my, all my focus is, is like on that. I can't let things, you know, fall by the wayside. So I'm doing just kind of over the top. Right. And what happens is I'm not even aware of what's being run down in my body. I think I'm just going and I'm moving and shaking and all that, but, but there's things that are happening and your kind of body sort of deteriorates. So I noticed every vacation I went on, I would get sick. Like I would get like a crazy, you know, cold or whatever. I, my body would say, oh, you're shutting down. We're going to shut you down and finally, you know, give you what, <laughs> what you're going to get sick. Yeah. 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 I mean, I literally it happened to me multiple times a year, you know, and I'm a generally a healthy guy. I still play basketball and exercise and stuff. Um, and and so I just I saw how that would happen. And, you know, th the first thing is I was at least starting to be aware of, hey, this is happening. You know, why is that? Um, maybe because I'm up till one in the morning working on these things because I'm having this fear or this pressure that I need to get it done. Um, and, and it's then therefore kind of caught and I'm not really in tune with my, myself, with my body, with, you know, my intentions, my, the outcomes I'm looking to make happen. You know, I'm just kind of caught up in this, in this race. And a lot of it is driven by fear. Yep. Right. So, so starting with that awareness is a, is a huge deal. Well, and I also say too, is that, you know, one thing I, th I think we don't even, um, we're not even aware of, like you said, is that, you know, when we're running, uh, burning the candle at both ends, 
that anxiety is basically building up a chemical base in our body that at some point, if we don't release it, um, like you said, we get sick. Um, yeah. And you see that happen a lot in this industry is people just, and then they just, they get, they get sick. They don't feel well, you know, and then they get, and then they have to, and then they have to go recover. And that recovery bites into them doing more business because now they're sick or they're, they're, you know, they're not doing their activities. They're not running their, their schedules as opposed to saying, no, wait a second, let's figure out uh, how we can release it by giving ourselves time every week. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but I, my, my, my one of the question for you with that anxiety is what were some of your, like, if you can think about it, what were some of the fears like you had where you're like, oh my gosh, this, this is, this is causing me to think about this. And you, I call them the what ifs. Do you recall what those might be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, and this kind of goes back to when, when you dive into yourself, you start uncovering things that basically are developed when you're a kid, you know, yeah. um, for me, it's, it's, um, the two things are, I think the main one is, is a fear of loss. Like, um, you know, like of, of things falling apart of a catastrophe yeah. happening. Um, you know, and that it just, you know, things in childhood when, you know, your parents lose a house or things kind of happen and you hear these stories of, oh, we were doing so well. And then the market, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's like things happen and we had to move and, you know, just things like that, where it's, I think I have this innate. So like that now that can be a motivator. It can be a strong motivator, right? Like a fear of failure, uh, especially in athletics, that's kind of there as well. But these fears, like technically they can motivate you to actually do more than you thought because it's like, oh, I have to do this. Right. If you're scared that you're, if you have like, literally, I don't, I can't make a meal happen. Well, yes. that's going to motivate you to make something happen. Now it's not a healthy thing, right? But it can be yeah. a strong motivator. Um, so learning how to take that and say, wait a minute, um, I don't need to live by that. I don't even want to, I've just been doing it. So what do I actually want? You know, what do I want to be focusing on? And, and it's just, it's that ninja thing of, you know, what you focus on expands, yeah. but getting it at a, at a core level to where, your whole belief system is sort of restructured. Yep. Well, let me ask you this to you. So you consciously check into the fear and then do you mentally uh, make a different thought process and a different outlook? And, and I call it clarity or intention and say, yeah. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Talk to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what, you know, one thing I've learned big time and is, is you have to kind of catch yourself in these moments, right? Yeah. And this is all like, this is hard to even get on a podcast because this is like, for me, this was like, you know, a couple years of like really focused um, attention to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm still noticing things all the time, right? So it, it's it's like, if you first have the awareness of it and then the, the and then you decide you want to change how you operate because you're finding what's what you've been doing isn't working for you or hasn't been serving you well for the ways you want, right? Maybe yeah. in some ways it has, but in the totality, it's not. Then you have to say, okay, so what is it that I want to make happen? And I think to reprogram yourself, you, you have to catch them in the moment, right? So you have to say, uh, you know, you've you noticed something like, okay, this happened, or, you know, you, um, you get an email about a, a transaction and someone's terminating a sale, right? And it's like, what is your inner response, first of all? Right. Well, first of all, are you just are you just beholden to like when that email pops up, you're distracted and going right to it. Right. And changing your whole method of what you're doing for that time. Right. That's one thing, because that just interrupts and causes all the th problems for things that you had planned to do. Right. 
But then once, once you're on it, then it's, it's kind of like, what's your, what is your internal reaction to it? And starting to notice that and, and learning how to shift it from a catastrophe or a problem or a negativity into the opportunity that it really is. Right. Right. What's the opportunity here? What do I want to make of this? Um, And if you start, if you have that belief of, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm fine, no matter what, like I'm going to be thriving and good and great, no matter what. And I'm going to be open to the solutions that present themselves. Exactly. So the emotional interference and the, and the processes that come in, you get those blinders on. And so you don't even see, well, what's, what's, what's the solution that can happen here? Yep. And I always look back to and think, um, has have things ever been worse? And then you, we, most of us can always figure out there's times when there's, they've been worse. And you say, okay, I made it through that and I'm fine. So why, why am I worrying now? Um, why don't I just let go of that worry and just go, okay, here's what I'm going to go do. And by the way, just for the listeners out there, um, and I just always like to throw in these little pieces, uh, because it helped me, uh, was there was a book I read called Letting Go uh, by David Hawkins, uh, Dr. David R. Hawkins. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just, it was that same type of thing. It was like, how you just, how do you just let some of those fear thoughts go? Then it's not that they leave, but you don't focus on them. And then you choose to refocus on what you can have. Like you said, what is the universe going to give me that's going to be positive? Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so, so tell me about this. So, you, I mean, you have, you have four kids um, yes. and, you, and you've been doing this for a while, but you also have a high, a high level of production. Well, so, so you get your thoughts and you get your, the way you think about your world in order. What do you do for like, how do you manage your time? I mean, how do you make that work so that you're not burning out? For sure. For sure. Yeah, so um, there's a couple things in there. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I would start with the the main the main focus or the 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 place that you need to start. And this is where you start your your training programs, right? What's the first day that you talk about? Yeah, mindset. It's mindset, right? And I would call it a mindset or a belief system. So that is the that's the first thing, and and it has to it starts with saying. Instead of this idea, people say there's not enough time in the day. I can't. I can't do it. How can you do that? And saying there's plenty of time. I have all the time I need to do what I want in my for my experience of life to be what I want it to be. That's really the beginning of it because we're taught that there's there's no time. There's no time. I don't have time. You know. And then and when you believe that, then you'll find the ways to, to make not it have time. There's no time, right? <laughs> I mean, right. it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because when you, when you think about it on paper, so here, here was my schedule. Okay. I had two, my, I have two boys, then two girls, right? Mm-hmm. My boys were playing AAU basketball. I was coaching both their teams, head coach for both of their teams. Right. Yep. Uh, I've got a wife, obviously that's an important relationship, two daughters that are doing gymnastics, soccer, you know, they're doing music and different things. We've got family around. I've got friends. We got church. So we have all these things, right? And it's like I'm coaching four nights, four to five nights a week plus Saturdays. Right. <laughs> wow. And and then uh, and obviously then I have to have the family time to just hang around and do stuff and have a full time assistant um, and enough, you know, more business than I really need. Right. But I'm still yep. out there. And, and people, agents would ask, like, how do you do it? And it's like, well, first you just believe you can. And then you have to structure things so that you can achieve things in a faster way, right? In a more efficient way, a clear and a direct and efficient way. Um, 
And so a lot of what I would do is I would just, I'd kind of set these, the funny thing is it would all be kind of like mental timers in my head. Yes. Like, okay, I'm going to focus on this task. Um, here are the things I've, I, I, you know, first of all, I have a, I have this little book I created that is a daily list of, of things. And it just keeps me, I'd never go anywhere without it. Right. It's pen and paper stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I have there on the, on my tasks, I have it all there. And then I'd even have a little section where I could put the time that I was maybe going to do it. Right. Uh, one thing that has, that I've been trying to um, condition myself and, and re kind of a new habit for myself was something I heard on a ninja thing, which was the, uh, a really important thing on your phone is the timer. Yep. Right. So setting the timer. So instead of saying, cause a lot of times I'll look and I'll say, Oh, it's this time by so-and-so. I mean, that's kind of what I would do mentally, but then setting this timer is a new thing because then I get alerted and then I have to train myself. Okay. Well, I gave it that time. That's what I gave it. Now I'm moving on to the next thing. Right. And it's not to be, um, what it does for me is, um, I, if I have deadlines, it's like, I will cram. To, I was, I was a test crammer guy, right? I just, right. the test is tomorrow. I didn't study forever. Oh, I'm just going to study hard and, and do well on it. Right. Um, but that comes with a level of anxiety. It comes with a level of like, you know, the clock's ticking and you got it. Da, 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 right. When you set yep. it up for me this way, when you set it up is you're just a lot, you're giving it the time that it deserves. And when you set your day up and your week and your month and every your year, um, it was another ninja thing is load your big rocks first, right? Put what are the main things you want to put in and then everything fills around it instead of letting the time that you allot for going into the office, just get filled up with nonsense because it will, it can, you can start doodling and looking at this and that. And, and before you know it, you spent two hours and you didn't really accomplish anything that you set out to. I agree with you. And I, and I think, uh, and there's actually, uh, I was, I was trying to see if I could find it, but um, John Astrup talks about this is that, you know, the, the illusion of time is we'll allow time to expand, to fit whatever we've determined to be the time frame we're going to get something done. Yep. We don't yep. give it clarity and we don't give it boundaries. Um, two things happen. One is it creeps, time creeps. Number two is we're not really good single taskers. And I think having a timer and then saying, this is the only thing I'm doing in this time frame really gives you focused on being really, really good at just getting, uh, you know, tight bubbles of focus, getting things done. Um, so it sounds like you structure that very specifically in your day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing I'm, I'm working on right now. I mean, I'm it, this just specifically with that timer is kind of a new thing for me this year. And I'm just really trying to implement it and I have to catch myself and go back and say, Oh yeah, where, where's the timer? Not in a, just in a way, because I, that's what I want to do. Right. And then I want to be able, because I want to be able to set those times, family dinner, going here, date night, right. Whatever you're doing, uh, going with a kid to this, you know, the kids play the kids, whatever, right. You set those things so that, and then I, you get the other stuff done so that it doesn't bleed into that. And then you're missing the missing out on the important things in life that you want to not miss out on. Absolutely. Well, and I, and I think too, the, the other one was too, is, so do you actually set time aside on the weekends to actually plan uh, and look at your whole week? Yes, I do. I do. I generally, so I've, and, and this is interesting too, because it's, it's like everyone has a different way of doing stuff. You know, some people want to do things in the morning. I mean, I'm a very big morning person, but I also, I actually like the day before is when like in the evening when things are quiet and people are kind of settled that's when I usually am starting to set out my, my, my day. Right. Um, 
to begin with. And then I kind of tweak it in the morning. But what I want, what I want, what I do that for is because my mind is always racing. And if I don't put it down, it can kind of just be upstairs, bounce it around. Right. And, um, and that works for me. You know, to me, I say, whatever works for you, for people, for anybody else, it might be different, but I like to be able to do that. And then I can kind of clear, just clear my mind and, and just be there in the evening kind of relaxed. Right. And not worrying and thinking about all these things or, or letting things creep into that time where I'm like, I got to work on this now. Right. And I have to catch myself because if I, if I, if I'm not aware, it's like the time thing, it, it, stuff will fill it up. Um, exactly. You know, it's just like a house. for realtors, it's the same thing with a house, right? If you give your house the, the space, you'll fill it with, <laughs> with stuff, unless you give it the clear direction of what you're doing with it. Uh, I, so it's the same, same thing with the time. Yeah. Totally agree. In fact, they, they do. It's called, it's called the Parkinson's law. Um, I just I just found yeah. it and it says work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion and we yep. can fill that time. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. It's, that's it's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. so that is that is that is a big one. Um and I do I have another one that kind of just popped in my head. Another unless you want to keep going on the time thing. No, that's fine. No, I well, so look, just to clarify for the listeners, so well, the first thing we talked about is uh, understanding your fears, right? So listening and being conscious of the, the fear talk in your mind, that's the what ifs or we call catastrophizing where we're th saying, and we see this right now, there's a lot of agents that are right now that are afraid because we're going into a normal market, they've never been into one. So instead of saying, wow, I'm gonna look at the opportunity for this market, they're saying, what if I don't get more business? What if this doesn't happen? And we, they, we, we actually, we start to forecast this negativity and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So your first yep. statement was, be aware of your fearful thoughts and, and, and change those. The second one was get really good at single tasking and, and, and working your time frames where they're doable and they're the big rocks, the big things that you know you're going to, you got to get done to move you forward. So what was your next one that came to mind? Well, this one is more of a, this is something I found in the, in the marketplace and kind of in the industry, right? And what I found is that um, a lot of people agents when you're talking with each other or with or with clients or or all that because of this emotional interference piece right the mm -hmm. fears that that clients have you know sometimes we can take those on or even worse we bring it to the clients right the the agents who are scared about the market or scared about this or that you know that stuff will come through and and anytime there's a lack of clarity there's you know, decisions aren't made, right? And when decisions aren't made, time goes by. And so things end up not happening in that time. And so what I've found is that really learning how to fine tune your communication with agents, with clients, and, and just being clear and direct and shifting conversations and shifting, um, you know, drama moments out of those those kind of fear patterns or, or whatever the patterns they are and back into like, Hey, what's, what's our outcome here, guys. What is it we're trying to get done? Yep. It's amazing how much time you can save. And then therefore how much like energy you save in yourself to do more stuff that you really want to do. I mean, it's literally, this is one of the biggest things that I'm, that has upgraded my life and allowed me to, you know, to do a high number of transactions while barely working weekends, barely working nights, you know, just is basically just, you know, I mean, I, I even found myself, it's like, 
you get a text from someone and, and you're, it says something and you're, you're reading into it and you start with a reactionary text and it's like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? You know, is this clear? Is this getting to the outcome? Am I letting their emotions, their problems, their whatever they got going on in their life affect me? And then I'm just going to now transfer that to my client or am I going to filter this and figure out how to get the best outcome for my client or for myself, right? Whatever the case is. And you can just, you kind of just cut through it all, right? And right. you have to sort of have that maturity, uh, a little bit of experience to understand and identify it. But it is, it's pretty remarkable, like how much time and energy you save, you know, you feel better, things get done quicker. And, um, you know, along those lines, it's, it's, it's like I even preface to my clients. I mean, one of the things I say to all my buyers, I say, hey, don't be surprised if we find a house quick. It, it happens, right? We, it's like, I do the process, we funnel it, we look, hey, we're going to go look for education. There's no pressure. We want to look at several homes. But the second time we go out, you know, it, you, if you're ready for it and looking at it, it'll pop up. So exactly. let's, let's get you ready for it. And then you're you're way more efficient with your time. Guess what? Your clients like it. They love it. You think, yep. well, I'm not working that much, that hard, or they, you know, they don't see me out there slaving away on a Sunday afternoon, showing them 15 houses. They don't really want that. They just want to know that you're bringing value to them and you're helping them out. If you can focus again on the outcome that you're providing, uh, everyone's happier. Everyone, everything's more efficient. You know, the bond is the relationship is there, better and stronger. And it, you know, and then the same thing goes with other agents. You know, you get caught in these cycles of whatever oh my gosh this and that and that you know these just talk you have to sift through it because there's there's an underlying issue there and if you get caught up and and start playing that game then your time and energy just gets sucked into that and it's just not that fun either <laughs> right well, let's be honest i totally agree in fact um i was just you know you, the stuff you talk about it references reminds me there's a, a gentleman his name's oliver berkman he wrote the book uh, the 4,000 weeks uh, time management for mortals. But he said, uh, there's there's not good or bad. There just is. Yeah. And, and it really spoke to me because I think when you think about it that way, so, you know, and you brought it up, you know, agents today, you can really see them how they can create drama with their clients. They can create scenarios because of their perspective. And instead of assuming anything, right? Instead of assuming it's a bad market, it's a good market, or this is a good time or a bad time, you just say, it just is. But the real question is, what do you want to do and let's figure out what you want to do and how I'm going to help you get there. And let's reduce the drama and the fear. And let's just work towards getting that done and give you great clarity and be really focused on what we're trying to accomplish. And also throw some stuff out there that, like you said, hey, don't be surprised if we don't find a house quickly. And people say, well, well how could that happen? It's not a market for that. It is a market for that if that's what you choose to see. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. You're exactly right. That's those are all, all spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what you you know, uh, the what, what you think about is what you what you will see, and so if you see this inability to move forward, the inability to have this, inability to have that, well, that's what you're going to see, or you can see the ability to move forward, and that's what you're going to see. Um, but I think that you you make a great point. I don't know how many agents are consciously aware in the moment of just how they're building those perceptions for their clients. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally true, and and this is a this market is a great example of it because there is some fear out there right and a lot of it it's pushed by different sources for maybe intentionally maybe not but 
it's a lot of it, I think, is unintentional. Just it's when people talk and say stuff and then an agent's repeat it or they think it, they talk about it, it gets to the clients, right? People kind of talk about things, right? And so when that's out there, then we have to learn how to shift it. And it's not because we're trying to like manipulate the market. We're just literally saying, and it's like, look, I've never had a client who bought a house they love that regretted their decision. Right. It's, it's like, it's never happened. And it generally doesn't happen. You mean, if they, if they're not buying something they can afford, maybe that's one thing, but you know, if they, if they're within their affordability and, and now is the time where it's like, you can focus on, you don't have to rush and make an offer in an hour. You can maybe wait a day or two or three or see what happens. Right. But it's when, if you're not identifying that the clients are living in, in fear of overpaying or fear of whatever it is, or something better is coming along, right? Yep. You have to learn how to identify those things. And, and when you have experience, when you start, when you work with enough people, you, and if you're aware of identifying it, you can identify pretty fast, right? And then you can again say, well, what's, you know, are you looking for something to make money on? Because that's a different type of house we're going to look at. Exactly. Right. Versus you're looking for something to raise the family in for the next 10, 15 years. This exactly. is a great opportunity for that. All, all you really need to do is have clarity. And then it may take time for the right house to pop up, but that's what will take the time. Not that you need to look at 80 houses and be back and forth and, you know, not knowing what's, you know, what your decision is going to be, or, you know, you know what I mean? That's all unclarity. And that's just letting them run their system in the market instead of you as the professional saying hey here's my system this works this gets proven results it gets happy clients who love their homes you know how about let's go let's go work on this together right well let me ask you this so for our listeners kind of like uh to kind of like put a put this uh in kind of a nutshell form what was it for you right where you decided okay uh, this is going to work for me. I mean, what was the impetus for you to say, okay, I really want to dial in my thoughts. I really want to dial in my time frame, and I really want to dial in the message or the the story that I'm going to choose to tell to my clients. And you said as of, as about two years ago is when you really started making it work and you saw exponential growth. What caused you to need to do that? Was it because you were feeling the burnout or you just were feeling like, yeah, you were burning candles? No, I, I think I was, I think it was, it was, it was absolutely that it was sort of a, it was kind of a, a health and well-being situation, right? Where I was producing, I was doing well. I mean, I had a full-time assistant, had everything running and, and, and moving well, but there was just pieces of the burnout that were happening. And the, there's pieces of just the, you know, the relationships of, and this is some of the stuff that kind of COVID brought cl some clarity on when you have time to kind of sit back and say, am I hanging out with my good buddies as much as I want? Am I intentional with my kids like I want? Um, and am I bringing, am I bringing the emotional baggage of my clients to my house and, and creating an environment that, that they want to be around and that I want to be around, right? right. What is it effect is having there? And I think some of it was just even with my wife, she went through a lot of clarity moments here. And so we kind of went through this stuff together, like, Hey, uh, you know, it's this, is this working for you now? Nah, I mean, some of it's great, but man, other things aren't, aren't working great. And exactly. I want to upgrade this, right. I want to feel better. I want to enjoy. And, and that sometimes happens too, when your kids start getting older, right. I've got a 17 year old, um, you know, a couple of years ago, 15, and you just kind of thinking bigger picture, but again, 
when you're when you have that emotional interference and you're not seeing things right you're just kind of stuck in the moment one of the best things to do is to just take that time i mean it's worth the time and the attention to just step back and say hey is this is this working for me is this serving me you know you don't have to do 100 transactions a year to enjoy your life um you know like it's not everyone has a different set of goals but i think most people want to love what they're doing love their life you know enjoy their experience every day and and so i think it was seeing symptoms of stuff that wasn't working and wasn't serving me yep you know creep in and just deciding and and getting some help with like oh hey uh these are things that that i really want to shift so let's like let's like get the expertise uh seek out the resources seek out the references the books you know podcasts whatever you can to um to just find ways to upgrade that and and really it was just making that introspective look and then deciding hey this is something i'm really going to upgrade and i'm going to just make that happen are there any specific tools or uh information that you found really useful that the listeners would benefit from so um yeah, I mean, there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of um, there's a couple of books. You know, it's funny. I uh, I used to be such a big reader. I'm, I I do a lot of podcasts when I'm driving around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, this one, it honestly, this doesn't even have anything to do with with like time or whatever. But it's a book. Have you read the Four Agreements? Yes, it's a great book. Great book. Okay, that was one. Of, that was one of those books that I was like, man, this just like it just pairs it all back and yeah. dials it into to like simplicity hey, and simplicity don't make assumptions right you know like don't yeah. assume all these things about other people uh you know just those kind of these it's very simple stuff and 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 those are things to um to implement um there is um so a, a lady that my <clears throat> my wife is actually working with now her name's uh dr tracy thomas she has a book called the method and this is kind of the honestly it's like the core of what what i worked with um and it's it's pretty it's it's a lot about it's it's all about this emotional um kind of emotional intelligence for lack of a better term i would say but just recognizing these patterns and then being able to learn how to shift them into create the experience that you want in your life right so having the awareness of it um so yeah those those are a couple of resources there. And then just, you know, obviously ninja stuff is great. Um, and I, I just, I'm open to, I I'm open to kind of anything, you know, I like I'm, having that curiosity and opening that back up for me has been great just because I'm open to like learning about this thing about the timer that I heard, you know, three months ago, I'm like, yep, gosh, you know, and if I don't, if I'm closed off to, to expanding and learning, I'm not even going to be aware of that or, or open to receiving that. So um, I'd say that's, that's one of the biggest things is be open to getting to receiving those things. And then you're kind of looking for it and you'll find them. Absolutely. And for the listeners out there, just if you're curious uh, you heard Eric mention the book, the four agreements, just if you're wondering what those are, the four agreements are real simple. It's be impeccable with your word. Uh, don't take anything personally, which I love that one. Yeah. Uh, don't make assumptions. That's another one that we kind of talked about and then always do your best. And um, and I, and I think you're right. The book breaks it down uh, really in a, in a very digestible way for you to kind of take that and be conscious of your life and say, okay, you know, how does that impact me? And I think 
the, the key that I hear with you really is um, one is realizing, hey, is what's going on for you? Is it working for you both in work and in work and in life? Because I think the goal for us when we do ninja is to have great work-life balance. Yeah. Also, how are you positively impacting or negatively impacting the people around you, mainly your family, your kids, the environment you're creating? Yeah. And then are you being intentional daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly with your time and doing the big things that you know are going to move you forward? And are you putting a method or a system in place so that you can make that repeatable? Because that's the other key is that um, if it's not repeatable, it's hard to do it consistently. That's correct. Yeah, because, yeah, you want it to be repeatable because really the goal is that it becomes habitual. Yep. Where you don't even think about it. You know, you get up in the morning and you do your routine without having to force yourself at the beginning, you have to, that's the hard part, right? That's the, that's the hardest yep. part is getting to the point where it becomes natural and habitual without even thinking about it, or it has to be a difficult thing. Right. Um, so all the, all the things that you do that are, and again, you want to think about, well, what, what is serving? You don't just do them to do them. You want to do them with a purpose, right? But all those things you just said, that's a re- really good summary of, got a lot of my thoughts and what's been working for me lately. That's awesome. Hey, and Eric, if someone wanted to reach out, just to kind of dial in more about uh, your production and how you manage your time, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, they could. Uh, that's a good question. Um, that I we could, they could shoot me an email. Okay. Uh, my my email is um, it's Eric with a K, so E R I K, and then D as in David, real estate at gmail.com eric and, eric d at real at gmail at uh, real estate yeah eric d real estate at gmail.com got it okay and you know my website too you can check my, my, out my website which is really geared toward someone who gets referred me business and wants to look me up and says you know hey what's this guy all about um that's really what it's kind of geared to right now but it's just eric Dordal dot com so e-r-i-k-d-o-r-d-a-l.com perfect um and i'll put that in the show notes too and then uh we mentioned some books i'll drop some of those books into the show notes just to let everybody know uh, a couple of the books we talked about i spoke about um the book by uh called letting go by david hawkins i talked about deep work by cal newport and then four thousand weeks and then with the four agreements and then you said method and the author method is who's that uh, the the method is Dr. Tracy Thomas. Tracy Thomas. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey, Eric, I want to thank you for taking the time today. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, a, a fellow ninja, right? Yep, absolutely. Through and through. <laughs> and, and somebody who, who has who has a busy life, obviously, four kids and uh, doing all that stuff that you're doing and you're, and you're having work-life balance because of it. So um, thank you for being on today. And for our listeners, I want to thank you for listening today. If you found uh, the stuff we do interesting, please feel free to share it. Also, if you have uh, things that you want us to talk about, or you actually feel like you could be on our podcast because you've got some great things to talk about, reach out to me directly at fanning at winnerber.com. And uh, Eric, any, any, last, uh, any last words you have for our listeners? Uh, no, I'd just say, you know, thanks for having me on. And um, yeah, just, uh, I would say just, let's let's create the market the environment that we want out there right let's be let's be positive ambassadors for one of the most important uh decisions that people are making in their life and and just be be good people out there and it comes back to you and you know it comes back to you tenfold exactly the the universe wants you to win for sure absolutely <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, everyone, 
I want to th thank you for listening. Like we always end these, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Eric, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.